0: It's not necessarily about somebody coming out and saying, I'm gay, but it's about having an environment where it doesn't matter whether you are or whether you're
1: not. No-one owns sport, so sport is very much for everybody in whatever capacity or context that might be.
0: You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just ask. Governor.
2: Just Chryso, welcome back to another Hashtag Just Ask podcast with me, your host, James Ledger, and obviously created by the wonderful National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for the fantastic feedback we had on the past podcast with Andrew Tamplin from Canada Consulting. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. And we're bringing you another absolutely fantastic podcast again Uh, so this topic we're going to be covering is the lgbtqi plus history month so we're going to be talking to one very special very familiar guest uh, to especially the disability sport wales family around kind of growing up within the community doing sport and getting to the highest of highest levels and some of the challenges and barriers she faced growing up Also very exciting, we're going to be speaking to the brand new Goga officer from North Wales. So very exciting to meet her and to chat to her about what she's got planned moving forward with the Goga project. Okay, so I'm going to introduce my first guest. Some will know her very well. I know her very well. I'm very, very excited to have her on the show. I've uh, I've bugged her for a while to come on, so I'm really, really grateful she uh, finally took me up on the offer to come on. So, she's got a fantastic intro here. So, Michelle Daltrey, former Disability Sport Wales core team member, LGBT Sport Camry chair, a former Welsh international hockey player who went to the Commonwealth Games, and she is now senior equality and inclusion consultant for inclusive employers. Michelle, how are you? I'm all right,
0: James. Good intro. I like that.
2: Good, good. No, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, I guess, Michelle, do you, do you want to start a bit about kind of your journey through sport, how you got involved in hockey, or, or was there other sports you took part in? And maybe talk about some of the barriers you faced uh, growing up and, and performing in elite sport. So it's always been hockey for me. I don't think everybody did know for what else
0: outside of kind of PE in school sport, but um, I had an amazing um, form tutor in school, and um, she was a member of the local hockey club at, at Colwyn Bay Hockey uh, Club. So I I joined the club and, and started playing from there. Um, so I guess based in North Wales, it was I was one of the only people in my school, certainly that I was aware of at the time, um, that was gay. I probably didn't properly understand what that meant for me as a, as a kid. Um, and being in the hockey community actually really helped because it helped me to meet other people that were like me and that were, you know, had great lives and careers and families and all the other stuff that goes alongside that. Um, so, hockey kind of helped me realize that actually being part of the gay community was just normal um, and wasn't really anything to be afraid of. I think really interested me as a, as a, up until probably about five, six years ago, I probably would have said that I'd never experienced any homophobia in sport or in school or or any of those kind of things. Um, But it's kind of reflecting back on it now as a a bit more of a grown-up, if you can believe that, um, that I realised actually there was stuff and it was um, microaggressions, subtle. People might describe it as banter, um, but actually it it does exist and I guess I'm quite a robust human, so it didn't have a huge impact on me, but it might do on other people. Um, so, yeah, that's probably, you know, growing up in North Wales, I wasn't around a really diverse community
2: of people. um, But hockey was definitely a thing that made life a lot easier for me. I guess, yeah, I think people hide behind sometimes that word banter um, and they use it. Oh, it's just banter. But actually, it's not. It runs a bit deeper, doesn't it? And especially, you know, you as yourselves growing up and and especially a young person, because you're really trying to find out who you are as well, isn't it? and really trying to find your way in the world. So I think people portraying or putting you down and, and calling it banter, it's, it's just, it's not okay, is it, you know?
0: No, it's not. I think it's a fine line, I think, you know, that as grown-ups, you should know where the line is between a joke with your friends um, and something that goes beyond that, but it's that recognition that other people hearing that May not find it quite as funny, um, or might not be as comfortable with the topic. One of my um colleagues who, who who's on the LGBT Sport Camry board, Beth Fisher, she also an international hockey player, talked about traveling away to on a bus to an international fixture, um, and one of the girls said to them on the line, said, "Oh my God, that's so gay," you know, the stuff that you hear quite frequently, and she didn't say anything for a little while, and then she kind of addressed it, I guess, really subtly, you know, in a friend kind of way, just to say. Well, it's probably not for a start (laughs) and secondly you really don't know what other people are going through sitting in this environment so whilst it might be all right to say that to me as an individual you have no idea what other people are experiencing at this moment in time which could be perceived as really negative or you know even if it is unintentional it's kind of being more aware of the language that you use and what the impact of that might be on other people
2: do you think it is education that people just just need and do you think um having months like the LGBTQI History Month, Pride Month, do you think having things like this happen? Because it, it is an opportunity to promote some fantastic role models, build communities, and really represent what, what the community is about. How, how important do you think things like this are?
0: I think they're really important. I think they're really important as long as they sit alongside other things. So, you know, having, you know, a... a an LGBT history month or a month of action with pride or whatever it might be is great for all those things that you just said then James you know in terms of raising awareness helping other people who might be isolated who might be you know might not have spoken to anybody else about how they're feeling to have that opportunity to see that they're not alone is really really important but it can't just be something that happens that once a year and then we move on to something else um and it's the same with a lot of the other work around protected characteristics, you know, um, with the Black Lives Matters resurgence recently, you know, it can't just be taking a knee before a football match, it needs to be more embedded as a, um, as part of training, as part of understanding difference. Um, you know, I was so fortunate working with you guys at Disability Sport Wales, a really great bunch of people that didn't care who you were, where you came from, you know, that's what made us great as a team that kind of diversity but not everybody is exposed to lots of diversity Um and there's a requirement then to educate yourself a little bit or to help support others just to see things from a different perspective.
2: Absolutely and, and that's showcasing that is is critical isn't it to to make it you know making the world more di- a diverse place and I think you know especially for a thing like sport and I know you think the same as me, but sport has completely, absolutely given me a life and a life that, growing up with a disability that I thought I'd never have. And do you feel like it's the same for, for you as well, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a, a, a release at first. It was something to do at a weekend and it turned into this kind of huge opportunity to you know, travel the world, meet so many different people you know, it led to the career that I, that I have. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been an immense, immense thing. I think the one thing that is really apparent is that as a lesbian playing sport, that's not the most unusual thing in the world. But that doesn't mean that, you know, for guys that might be, you know, bi or gay men or trans people in sport, that they have exactly those same experiences. Um, and so whilst, you know, my journey in sport has been a really positive one, and it's given me loans there is so much more still to be done in this space to make sure that everybody's allowed to be themselves. Cause you know what it's like out on the pitch that 1% can make all the difference to your performance um, and allowing people to be themselves and be authentic and not have to think about, you know, lying about what they did at the weekend or who they live with or who they dated or not even being able to just be excited about you going on a date or, you know, doing this with my partner. That um, that can make a real difference to performance and, how you fit in with
2: the team and all those other bits that go with it as well. Absolutely. And it's just hard, I guess, because we, as you said, we're very blessed at Disability foot Wales to have such a... For us, sport is for absolutely everyone. There's so many benefits to sport. And it just... It annoys me to think that I, I just want people who have... Who like sport to to really benefit from it. And I, I it really upsets me that they feel like they can't benefit from sport because of these uh, people or barriers they face it 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 does it does really frustrate me because i know how as as we said like sport can transform lives and you know that's what disability tries sport wales tries to do every single day with everything we do for our strat strategy and our delivery um so you touched upon it there Do do you think things have changed from maybe from when you finished your career to now? And do you think there's still more that needs to be done? And I guess you're in a pretty great position uh, being chair of the LGBT Sport Camry organisation. What is more to be done and and what are they doing to to help that?
0: Um, Have things changed? I think to an extent there is more awareness around LGBTIQ plus engagement in sport and physical activity it's still very much pocketed towards certain sports, um, for women in particular. And, you know, the same same for guys, but amplified probably that there are fewer gay men. You know, there isn't a single out Premier League footballer, as an example. And I find it incredibly hard to believe that there isn't a gay footballer. So, you know, what does that say about the culture of the sport? Um, And it's not necessarily about somebody coming out and saying, I'm gay, but it's about having an environment where it really doesn't matter whether you are or whether you're not. So I think that things have improved but I think in terms of distance to travel still there's there's an awful lot still to be done and I think not looking at things in just pockets so you know the fact that Disability Sport Wales are you know starting their work around the Get Out Get Active project and and doing some focused work on LGBTIQ plus sport is brilliant because you know I'm not just a lesbian, I'm a woman um, and there's loads of people with a whole range of other protected characteristics um, or experiences as well. That you know, it, it's about inclusion and it's about people and having a person centered approach. So, there are some really great stories of where things have worked well, um, but I think that there are still some really difficult stories that we hear every single week of people that have been excluded, had really horrific um experiences, you know, things that really we describe as hate crime just because of who they are. Um uh, and there's still also a huge number of people that don't think that sport is for them because of their sexuality or gender identity. And and seeing those two things, you know, like you said a little bit earlier on, James, you know, that's 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 ridiculous for sport is for everybody and there's a benefit for everybody, whether that's, you know, just being active and going walking and go for a run by yourself or whether that's being An elite athlete is, you know, there's something in there for everybody, but there's an awful lot of work still to be done. So there's work within the LGBTIQ plus community for them to be supported to see what is available. But I think there's also some work to do with governing bodies and sports development units to ensure that the offer that is there is safe, inclusive and welcoming and fit for those groups. So actually, you know, maybe there is a need for some LGBT specific provision for people, you know, just like we do with disability sport, that kind of menu of opportunities um, is hugely important for for our community as as well as it is for any other
2: community. Amazing, no, beautifully said. And you know, I've known you a long time, Michelle, and I I find you so so inspiring for what you do, for what you believe in, and I just want you to keep doing what you're doing because you know you have so much experience and so much knowledge that you can share, and and I hope people listening to this podcast can hear what you're saying and 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 really take take on board what what it is and i guess finally what one little golden nugget or what one bit of advice would you give to anyone listening who who may be sitting on the fence about giving sport a go or does don't feel that they they can what would your advice be
0: I guess a shameless plug, really, that, you know, LGBT plus Walk Camry have, have got, um, you know, all the social media channels on a website and, you know, reach out, we've got people that, you know, you can talk to to just understand what's available. There's a whole range of really fantastic clubs out there in Wales that have signed up to our website that are LGBT inclusive spaces. And that doesn't mean you need to go to the club and, you know, come, come out with a big rainbow banner and some fireworks announcing who you are. You can just go to the club and be yourself.
2: Amazing. We'll make sure to, to tag the, the sh the social handles on 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 the podcast um as well at the end of the show. But no, thank you so much, Michelle. As I said, been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and you know, I'm I'm sure I'll speak to you soon anyway, but thank you so much for your knowledge, your insight and really really opening up the eyes to to LGBTQI uh, plus community. So thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks James. Okay wow that was uh that was amazing extremely insightful and now our next guest uh, who I'm very excited to introduce is Emma Jones. How are you Emma are you okay?
1: (laughs) I am very excited too James.
2: I know it's your first week in the go-go role but so what a week to start with a with a nice little podcast to, to, ease, you into, to ease you into the role. <laughs> Indeed. So um, let's hear a bit, a little bit about you first. L- give us a bit of your background and uh, a bit of your story.
1: Thanks, James. That's a hard act to follow. <laughs> um, it's really lovely to be here today with yourselves and Michelle. Um, my name's Emma Jones. And I'm thrilled a bit to have uh, started this week in the GOGA 2 role. Um my previous experience, I've worked in North Wales for quite a long time now in sports and community development, and I love where I live and work. Um, I've met Michelle in previous roles, so I had a brief stint at Hockey Wales for some time, and I moved on to it for Street Games Wales, and now in my new GOGA2 role, I'm hoping that I can uh, do a good job of championing uh, as michelle said uh celebrating the achievements and contributions of lgbtqi plus people in sports
2: i mean i'm sure you're gonna do a fantastic job so for people who are not quite familiar with the get out get active project um so what is your role what will you be doing and i guess what exciting stuff is there to come and to expect
1: <laughs> no pressure so Going forward, GoGo is very much about um, reaching out to the less active and um, disabled and non-disabled people, uh, LGBTQI+, uh, in our local communities and very much working together, talking together to understand how we can overcome some of the barriers that people are facing. Um, as Michelle said, no one owns sport. Sport is for everyone, whether that be going to your local club or local session there's really something for everybody um we're also looking to really keep people engaged in the program so looking around staying active for life finding something that we think is positive positive. whether that be walking like michelle said or playing hockey at a national level
2: very exciting so you've got some fantastic ideas there that i'm sure many people are going to benefit from and i love that little phrase you said that um, what was it about sport? People, you don't own sports. It's for everyone.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, James. So, no one, no one owns sport. So, sport is very much for everybody in whatever capacity or context context that might be. Um, when we use the word sport quite often, I'll have partners say to me, "Oh, oh, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure anybody likes sport, Emma." I'm not sure they want to come to sport because we quite often think of sport in quite a, quite a, quite a traditional, if that's the right word, sense as of you know we must all have the correct footwear, uh, equipment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's not necessarily always the case. Sport could be dancing around your front room on Zoom, um, but there's also you know a, a huge place for for club level sport. Um, Sport is really whatever you interpret it to be, I guess. It's about having those opportunities to give everything a go um, and adapt what works better for you. So uh, listening to the previous interview there, I completely agree that it might be there is a a need for a menu of specific LGBTQI plus sessions, or it might be that we need to work together to make Club sport more inclusive. It's really based on what people feedback, if that makes sense. How we can overcome some of those challenges together.
2: Exactly, and I think more than ever that adaptability will word has to has to play a part in uh, our current current situation with with COVID. Yeah. um How are you going to be kind of adapting sessions? Is it are you going to be predominantly doing a lot of sessions on Zoom?
1: Well, I'm hoping that the more the more people get in touch, the more people tell me how they want things to be, the more we can work together to try and make that happen.
2: There we go, guys. So make sure you get in contact with Emma. So what is the social media handles that they can get in touch, Emma, or, or your email?
1: So my email address, um, which you're welcome to drop me a line, is Gogar at pridecumry
2: Org. fantastic there we go guys so if you have any ideas of how you feel you can best get active uh make sure you drop emma an email and we'll be make sure to to tag the social media handles as well so if you prefer to get in touch that way it sounds like there's going to be a fantastic amount of sports and things to try that emma's going to be providing so make sure you do keep an eye out for what's happening Emma, absolutely lovely to meet you virtually, of course. But and you, James. It'd be great to have you on the show and I'm really excited to, to welcome you to the team and, and really looking forward to see what you've got planned for, for GOGA too.
1: Uh, thank you very much.
2: Another episode done, number two. And it was a great episode. It was really insightful and inspiring. The topic was LGBTQI plus History Month. We had two amazing guests on the show michelle and emma if you do want to get involved in sports please make sure you get in contact we will attach the social media handles but also look at the lgbt sport camry website or if you want any more information about the goga project make sure to email emma or get in touch through social media handles i do want to mention as well we are absolutely chuffed to bits that we are now on spotify so that, that is another avenue you can listen to. So it's Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and now Spotify. I've been your host, James Ledger, and this has been created by National Youth Force Dis- Disability Sport Wales. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next Hashtag Just Podcast.
0: Just ask. Gofynuch.
2: Just ask.